tell us here is that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So if sin is going to be forgiven, if you commit any sin that is going to be forgiven, there is first a need for you to shed a blood before your sins will be forgiven. According to Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22. But when we read the verse 12, scripture tells us something there. But then we want to read um, the verse 7. First, man of God, can you read for me? The verse 7. The book of Hebrews chapter 9 verse 7. Mm-hmm. But into the second division of the tabernacle, mm-hmm. now that the high priest goes, mm-hmm. and he only once a year, mm-hmm. and never without taking a sacrifice of blood with him, mm-hmm. which he offered for himself, mm-hmm. and for the errors and sins of ignorance, mm-hmm. and thoughtlessness, which the people have committed. Okay, so let's get to know this. This is under the law. This is under the law. And so when the people commit sin, scripture says that no one enters into the house of God. Like for instance, in this place right now, no one will have the right or the privilege to be able to enter here except the pastor or except the priest. It is only the priest who has the right to enter into a temple like this. And even so, the priest enters into the temple yearly. Once a year is when the priest enters into the temple. And when he enters into the temple, he doesn't go into the temple empty-handed. The priest goes into the temple with blood. So, in the early days, anytime the pastor, so for instance, like me right now, or the pastor is coming into the temple, we are not supposed to come empty-handed, we are supposed to come with blood. And we are coming once a year. So, for instance, if you are having 29 million natural in February, we are supposed to be coming here only in February, once a year annually and we are supposed to come with blood in our hands and scripture says that in the early days under the law this is done for the remission of sin no one has the right to enter into the temple except the priest because these people are seen to be unworthy to have access to the father or they are seen to be unclean to enter into the chamber to be able to have access to the father and so when they dare enter they will die and even the priest who have to enter yearly. And when he's entering, he's supposed to go with blood. So, this is what happens. Some of you might already know. Animals are being bought. Or you rare animals. Rams, um, calves, goats, bulls. And then they kill these animals. But before they kill the animal, they pray their sins upon this animal. Whatever sin they have committed, they pray that sin upon this animal they transfer that sin from them to this animal and then they kill this animal and they take the blood of this animal and present it to the priest to be presented to the father for scripture saying that the wages of sin is what the wages of sin is what so if they have sinned every year they are expected to confess their sins and if they are expected to continue, no, if they are expected to confess their sins, then they must do it before the father. But this time around, they cannot do it before the father because if they go, they will die. So they will have to allow the priest to do it on their behalf. So they pray their sins upon the animal, kill the animal in their place. The animal becomes a ransom. Do you understand? A ransom. So for instance, where God told Abraham that bring Isaac and sacrifice Isaac for me. As a sign of faith to you and your faithfulness to me what god did was to give abraham a sheep 
in the place of Isaac. So the sheep was a ransom for Isaac. Mm. Are we okay? Yeah. So the animal here becomes a ransom for you. So instead of you dying, the animal dies in your place. So the death of the animal, the death of you killing the animal and taking out the blood is you dying actually. But the animal is dying for you, just like you and I have said, and we fall short of the glory of God. And instead of us dying, Jesus Christ becomes the lamp of God. He becomes the ransom for us, for you and I to be able to live. Are we okay? Yeah. For you and I to be able to live the Zoe life, Jesus died as a ransom for you and I. And then the blood is presented in the priest to be shown to the Father as a representation of, of your life. Mm. For scripture again says, the life of a flesh is in its blood. So the animal is not expected to be um, given to the priest by the blood. The blood alone is enough because the blood signifies the life of that person or that animal. So the blood of the animal that is being placed up, um, placed into the temple by the priest signifies your life before God as a ransom. Done yearly. Are we okay? But when Jesus Christ did this in the, book, in the book of Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12, Scripture says that Jesus then died for us as a ransom once and for all. Come on, God, read it. The book of Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12. Mm -hmm. When he went once for all into the holy of holies mm -hmm. of heaven, mm -hmm. not by virtue of the blood of goat and cow. So now Jesus goes into the temple to be sacrificed or to be slaughtered. But he does not go yearly, he goes once and for all. Not with goats or rams. And then, what, what again? Or cows. Mm -hmm. By which to make reconciliation between God and man. Mm -hmm. But his own blood. But his own blood. Because in the life, in, in the life of the flesh is in the blood. So his own blood. Not his flesh, but his own blood. Mm. The blood is necessary, not his tears. Not anything, but apart from the blood. Mm -hmm. Having found and secured a complete redemption. So he found and secured a complete redemption. An everlasting mm -hmm. release for us. An everlasting release for us. Mm -hmm. So the, the first thing he did was his blood. He did not go with goats, but he sent his blood. Mm -hmm. Now he says that for a complete redemption. It is not only complete, but it is everlasting. Mm -hmm. But then, when they used the ram, the sheep, and the calves those days, it was not complete. It was the covering of sins for a year. And another year, that sins become exposed. And so, because it is not complete, you need to do it over and over again every year. Mm. And so, Jesus now comes to do this thing, and he does it everlasting. What Jesus did was forever. Mm. Not for a year, but forever. So, you don't need to go for a meeting. And because you think you have sinned against the Father, and you go again that you want to receive the life of Christ. The first time you receive the life of Christ is enough. Mm. You don't have to be going to altar call, altar call, altar call again because you have sinned one way or the other. The one time you receive Christ is enough. Mm. But then what you are supposed to do is to ask for forgiveness of sin and to walk in repentance. Mm. So sometimes by people one or the other backsliding and people also walking in sin then we begin to say as men of god um, rededication of life come and rededicate your life to christ it's not necessarily biblical it is not really biblical there is nothing like rededication but then there is something like forgiveness and walking in repentance so what is supposed to be done is for you to 
forgive yourself or to be forgiven by the Lord and then continually walk in repentance, not necessarily rededicating your life to God. In the early days, they were doing it yearly to rededicate their life. But this time around, we don't have to rededicate our life because what Jesus Christ did for us is once and for all, everlasting, complete and everlasting. Complete and what? Everlasting. So scripture again tells us in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, the verse 16, that now come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. Hebrews 4, 16. He says, so at first we are unable to come boldly to the Father. At first we are unable to go to the Father one-on-one, um, one, except the priest goes on our behalf. But now, because of the death of Christ Jesus and his blood, his shedding of his blood, you and I are able to go to the Father one-on-one. We don't need a pastor now or a priest now to take blood from us and now go to the Father. So, in a low tone now, for instance, how these Muslims now shed blood yearly, yearly, yearly. We see them. They slaughter animals, sheep, cows. Yearly. So that is what we are supposed to have been doing. And that is why when we are celebrating Christmas, it is not necessarily, the focus is not really about the animal, but the focus is about Christ. Mm. But for them, the focus now becomes the animal per se. You have to kill a cow or you have to kill a sheep. And then the first one, you have to kill maybe chickens because it's a small one. So in that way, they are still working under the law, whereby their focus is now still on the animal. But we, our focus is veered of the animal. And so we can be there even Christmas, even when we don't even kill any cats, uh, any goats or anything. We don't care. You, you don't understand. Or oh, the elves have been killing cats. <laughs> when we don't kill any animal, we are okay because we know Jesus Christ has already been killed on our behalf. But for them, there is one way or the other a necessity. So if you don't have the money to buy the cow, we have to come together and contribute and buy the cow. So, and when they are done, they share the meat. They don't take it at home. But then there is something that is being done by the blood. And they don't do it like that and end there. What they do also is that they shed the skin of the animal. You check them. Every time they are done, they shed the skin and they make something like a mask. It has a spiritual representation, but we will not go into it. For security reasons. <laughs> Alright, but then here. So... When we are out of this vicinity, we can discuss some things for the true ashtons. But then, we get to understand that by the work of Jesus Christ for us, we are able to have access to God now directly without being distracted or without getting afraid or any form, without even blood. Now we come to the house of God and even we are given the blood of Jesus. Instead of us presenting blood, we are now given the blood of Jesus in the form of communion. Are we okay? So, in the olden days, who would have really been bringing blood? In the olden days, we will not be taking really money here. We will be taking blood every time we meet. Are we okay? Mm. Instead of first taking tithes here and there, we will not be taking tight money here and there. All we will be taking is blood. And so, if you don't have money, you find a way to get it. And you see, it is one animal per person. It is not like you get an animal for the whole family. Mm. It is one animal per person. So, I'll say a cup if you. <laughs> and that is why in the olden days, farming was really a priority to them. Because the more animals you have, the more wealthy you become. Because you know, at least, if not anything, at least a year there, someone will come and buy an animal 
and use for sacrifice. And it will, it will cater for all the other months you did not sell. So aside the sacrifice, also people eat. So in those days, the rich people were people who were entering into farming. Unlike today, it's different. You, you cannot be the richest man on earth by just farming. You must do other things. Are we okay? But in the olden days, they were doing farming. Boaz was doing farming. Jacob, name them. They were doing farming. Even Abraham, them. They were doing farming. Are we okay? So we get to understand here. First of all, in the olden days, the forgiveness of sin was not forever, but it was yearly. And we did not have access to God until Jesus Christ came to give us access to the Father. Now, the book of Mark, chapter 2, the verse 2 to the verse 7. Something took place there. Mark chapter 2, the verse 2 to the verse 7. The book of Mark chapter 2, verse 2 to verse 7. This is the word of God. And so many people gathered together there that there was no longer room for them, not even around the door. And he was discussing the word. So Jesus was having a meeting in someone's house, all right? Not a church per se, but in someone's place. And when he was there having the meeting, scripture says that there was no space there was the place was occupied and there was even overflow outside that you cannot even use the overflow all right and pass through the overflow and even enter into the auditorium so what these people were doing is that they had a friend of theirs who was sick and they entered into the roof so like this right now did not have a zinc on the roof it was mud so let's say this company like this we begin this whole place is full outside is full no entry but we need to see jesus mm. they climbed the building entered there and they began to break the concrete with chisel and here and there just to be able to drop the sick person or their friend and this is what, what was going on mm-hmm. and they and they came mm-hmm. drinking and paralytic to him mm-hmm. who the man is paralyzed mm-hmm. who had been picked up and was being carried by four men mm-hmm. and when they could not get him to a place in front of Jesus mm-hmm. because of the people they dug through the roof above him. The roof above him. And when they had scooped out and opened it, mm-hmm. they let down him quickly mm-hmm. on mats mm-hmm. upon the paralyzed man lead. So they were not so concerned about themselves going to meet Jesus. Mm-hmm. They were concerned about their friend who is paralyzed to go and see Jesus. So they were on the roof letting down their friend. How many of our friends can let us down to find solutions? How many of our friends can do this for us? That they have met Jesus. And some of us said, if you are going with our friends, they will want to go and snap the picture with the man of God than even us. They will not even grant him access to enter. They don't want to enter. Where you want to enter, they also want to enter. Do, do, do we get that's why we have this betrayal here right there? But these people understood love and understood friendship. And so when it was time for them to even see Jesus, they allowed their friend because they they, they valued or prioritized their friend's need at the time beyond their own. But this time around, in this dispensation, love is working cold. So what people do is that they prioritize their own self beyond other people. They prioritize their own self, what their need is, beyond the need of others. Man of God, move on. And when Jesus saw their faith, their confidence in God through him, what did he say now? Mm-hmm. He said to the paralyzed man, mm-hmm. Son, mm-hmm. your sins are forgiven. You and put away. That is the penalty is remitted, mm-hmm. the sense of guilt removed, mm-hmm. and you are made upright in the right so standing God. with God. When the man was seen, the simple prayer Jesus prayed was that your sins are forgiven you. Mm-hmm. Jesus did not say, hey you, be healed. 
you be healed. You this in the name of Jesus, blah, 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 blah. Oh God, Father, come and heal this person. All Jesus said was your sins are forgiven you. So in another words, what made the man paralyzed was sin. Mm-hmm. What got the man in that state, in that challenge, in that problem was because of sin. Mm-hmm. If because Jesus did not meet everyone and said your sins are forgiven you. Yeah. There are times where he met the blind people and the prayer was a different prayer. Mm. There are times where he met people who were leprous and he healed them, but the prayer was a different kind of prayer. But when he met this man that was paralyzed, he mm. says, Your sins are forgiven you. And from there the man began to walk. Mm. So it also tells us that when you walk in certain sins, it can bring certain levels of sicknesses or problems to us. It may not be the devil, but it will be our own sins. Are we okay here? Then it goes to even the verse 7. The people, the scribes began to say that who is he that he is forgiving sins? Is it not only God who has the power to forgive sin? Man of God, you ready for that? I want you to ask questions, all right? I want us to discuss here with them. Now, some of the scribes were standing there. So, I've told you about the scribes before. The scribes are the more like disciples, but not disciples of Jesus. They are the people of the book. They are learners, all right? They, they are people who like to write and learn, study. They are scholars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Holding a dialogue with themselves mm-hmm. as they questioned in their heart. Why does this man. So, so for no younger, I was all, all preaching on the Mutsi congregation, you know, Mokasa among them. So, who didn't say so for no? I don't know, Mokasa. Then I saw for no year. What did I say? Why does this man talk like this? Why is this man talking like this? He is blaspheming. Who does he think he is? Mm-hmm. He is blaspheming. Is he God? <laughs> Who can forgive sins, mm. remove guilt, mm. remove the penalty, mm. and restore righteousness instead, mm-hmm. except God only? Except God only. Who can do this? So the pastor is preaching, but they, they have a different understanding of the scripture. Mm. They are booklons, they are theologians, you understand? They know the Bible. So they are asking, ah, according to the Bible, it's only God that can forgive sins. Who is this man, Jesus? Then I'll turn on. Ah, now who, who man can fall losing weight? Are they? <laughs> we are slinty. No, what, with which power are you using this thing for? How are you able to cause oil to appear? Maybe I'll for baby. Because it doesn't, it's, not, it's not in the Bible, so it cannot happen. You, you know, they began to talk among themselves. What is this man saying? Why is he talking like this? He's blaspheming. He's cursing the Father. He, he's saying things against the Father. Is it, is it not only God who has the power to forgive sins? So why is Jesus Christ now saying that your sins are forgiven you? If it is God that has the power only to forgive sin, then Jesus who said the man's sins are forgiven and he began to walk, the man shouldn't have walked. Let's take it step by step. The man shouldn't have walked. If, if God the Father is the only one with the power or the ability to forgive sins, it shouldn't have worked. This doesn't also mean that anyone you see who is a cripple or who is paralyzed have sinned. Because there was a man up again in the scriptures who could not walk, who was paralyzed. And scripture again says, the disciples ask, what is the sin of this person? Is it the father's sin or his own sin? Mm. Is it the sin of the mother or the sin of someone in the family? And Jesus said, no, it's not his sins or anyone's sin, but for the father to be glorified. Mm. So it doesn't also mean that anyone we see on a wheelchair on the street begging or whatever it is, they have sinned against God. Some of them it is God's glory. For some of them it is some sickness here and there. It may be diverse reasons. Just so you don't misinterpret some, someone's situation. Are we clear here? So there are diverse situations or reasons why people can find themselves in certain 
medical conditions. All right. By understanding of this scripture, we get to know that God is not the only one who has the power to, to forgive sin. And Jesus is also God. So then we can clarify Jesus also to have the ability to forgive sin. But you and I, do we have the ability to forgive sin? I want to ask, this is why we're having this four-square round table discussion. Minister Angie, feel free. <laughs> do you think that when I sin against God, and I come and tell you, and you tell me my sins are forgiven me, I don't need to pray to the Father, my sins are forgiven me. Five years. <laughs> Expansion. Be with me here. The father, the priest there, is not 
God. He is simply a pastor. And by saying that the sins of that person is forgiven. Okay. Is it only pastors or priests who have the ability to forgive sin? No. So we said, is it only God that has the ability to forgive sin? We said no. Then we came to pastors. Is it only pastors who have the ability to forgive sins? No. You and I have the ability to forgive sins and it will be forgiven. And whoever who sins we do not want to forgive will not be forgiven. And it will be recorded by God depending on your level in Christ. And I will explain and prove with scriptures. In the book of Matthew chapter 6, the verse 9 to the verse 12, scripture talks about something what we call the Lord's Prayer. And he says, give us this day our daily bread. And then he says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us our debt. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. We all learn English language one way or the other. The word us can also be translated as like. So forgive us like we forgive those who for who trespass against us. So Pastor Divine, that prayer, which we do not understand and we just quote, mm. is that if Pastor Divine sins against me, depending on how I forgive you, is how I'm supposed to see God also's forgiveness to me. So God, forgive me like I forgive Pastor Divine. Mm. Are we okay? So in other words, if I do not forgive Pastor Divine, then God, do it like how I've done it with Pastor Divine. Are we clear? When we are praying that prayer, we should, we should get it clear. It's not like, because I'm forgiving someone, God, if you forgive me. It says, like us. Similar. So for instance, if I forgive Pastor Divine his sins, and I don't want to take away the consequences of it, if he has done something to hurt me, offended me, and I'm God, and I say, oh dear, because he has spoken to me, or whatever, I think, well, Christ said, let's leave it. And then we leave it. But then it is in my heart. And I want to do something to him. What I'm saying is that, Father, I'm forgiving him all. But me to outdo him some. So what it means is that, Father, do me the same way I am doing Pastor Divine. So he says, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Whatever you sow, you will reap. So if you are doing this thing, you will equally reap it by the principles on earth. So when they asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, this is how Jesus Christ was teaching them. So in other words, if you want God to equally forgive you 100%, you must equally forgive others 100%. But some of us don't forgive 100%. We forgive and go and have meeting with others and go and talk about what someone has done to us. Yet we say we are forgiving the person. So, Jesus, so God should also go and have meeting. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then again, we move to the book of John chapter 20, verse 23. John 20, 23. Um, Before you come in, I'd like to um, ask a question. All right, please. For the purpose of this discussion, Mm -hmm. one might say that, okay, so if we can equally forgive sins, then why should, should we go to God for forgiveness of sins? If we can forgive ourselves of our sins and equally forgive our fellow brethren, why do we have to go to God to forgive us? Okay. That maybe for somebody's thinking, why should I go to God if I can forgive myself and forgive my brethren? Alright. So thank you for that question, man of God. It is it is because 
love in this generation, scripture says, was cold. So people become more selfish than being selfless. So now, instead of you coming to me and tell me about your sins for me to forgive you, so I'm taking it step by step. God, pastor, will now come to us as well. Aside all these things, what happens is that people become self, selfish instead of selfless. And when you tell me your sins, instead of me to forgive your sins and tell your sins I'm forgiving you and even restore you to the place you used to be in God, what I will do now is begin to move with your sins. So because of that, many people are battling with depression because they have no one to talk to. Because the people they will talk to will judge them. The people who they will talk to will go and say something they have said to someone else. You have told something to someone in, in, in secret, encoded, and you tell the person, don't even tell anyone. Ah, but the next moment, in some discussion somewhere, you hear the thing and you go like, nah, this thing can only come from here because I told only this person. And so as a result of that, people are unable to go to people to ask forgiveness of sin, but rather they prefer to go to now God directly because at least if I tell God, God will not tell anyone. But if I tell you, I know maybe you can tell someone. You can use me for example. Or maybe Bishop will use it for example on the on pulpit. And maybe you may get offended that Bishop is using it for example. So instead of you telling Bishop, let me just tell God. But in that also, you will need someone to be by you to also teach you and to also guide you in all business. If not, you will struggle. Because the men of God are there to bring you to a place of perfection. Are we okay? Are we okay? So the reason why people don't do that nowadays is because they fear to be judged. And they fear to have the issue go out. And love is wasking cold. Love is wasking cold. Are we okay? So, because love is wasking cold, for instance, you come and tell me something, and because I know by the message I'm teaching, that example is going to help the congregation or going to help someone in the congregation. I may give the example without mentioning your name, but you may get offended in the church. That even though Bishop did not mention my name, he gave my example. Mm. So you will not look at it in the aspect of the fact that, oh, even this example is helping someone. But you begin to be selfish and say, why did he say it? No one knows it's you. Do you get what I'm trying to say? There, there, you are beginning to be selfish without even knowing you are being selfish. Because out of the heart proceeds the issues of life. Your heart has been affected, you are offended. And then it goes out there. And then now you don't want to talk to anyone about your thing again. Mm-hmm. And then you bottle up everything and you're battling depression. And yet, what was given out there had helped someone. Because some people, without example, they see the Bible as storybook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then when they hear someone's story that the person has gone through, they can now believe that no, then me too, I need to go and talk to this man of God. If he has helped this person, then me too, let me go and talk for him to also help me. But you don't see it like that. You get offended. Two different people. Alright. John 20, 23. Man of God, I'll keep answering your question. Alright, for this teacher. The book of John, chapter 20, verse 23. This is the word of God. Now, having received the Holy Spirit. So now, we have received the Holy Spirit. And being led and directed by Him. So, two things here. Being led and directed. It's not only about receiving the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues or prophesying, but being led and directed by Him. What can we do now? If you forgive the sins of anyone. If you forgive. So there's a clause there. A condition there. If you forgive the sins of anyone, 
their sins will be forgiven. And if you retain the sins of anyone, their sins will be retained. Simple. So, Pastor Iman, because I have the Holy Spirit in me, eh? not only the Holy Spirit, but because I am walking under the direction of the Lord and I'm obeying the Father, when you sin against me and I forgive you, God will also forgive you. But when you sin against me and I don't forgive you, God will also forgive you. Not in the scripture. This has nothing to do with pastors. He didn't say pastor. He says those who have received what? The Holy Spirit. Not pastor, but what? The Holy Spirit. So let me not use myself as an example. Let me not use any pastor as an example. So Mr. Diki and Mr. Naba, if they have an issue and they decide not to forgive each other, God also has it in record and it stays like that. Because they have the Holy Spirit within them and perhaps they are following the direction and obeying God. So God also has it in account that see, these people, this particular sin has not been forgiven. And so because there is a gap there, there is a sin there, the enemy can be able to have access into their life. And that's why God admonishes us to forgive always. Because when we forgive, the enemy does not have access into our life. And that's why he says we should not live a life of offense. We should not live a life of unforgiveness. Because when we live those lives, the enemy has access to us. So now it's not only about whether God has forgiven me or not. It's about whether my friend or my brother has forgiven me or not. And if we are dear, man, obina, and I only say ashina, and also continue with this. What you have to do is to mend that relationship, mend that problem. Even if you don't become friends again, what must happen is that you must make sure there is no malice between both of you. If not, you know that kind of talks. And we think we are okay, but then we are not okay. Those unforgiveness give access to the enemy to enter into our life. And I'll still give you scriptures to prove it. So do we get it here? Sin can be forgiven by God. Sin can be forgiven by your pastor. And then sin can be forgiven by your friend. So James chapter 5 verse 16. Alright, man of God. So, this is just being an example. So how can we not forgive others or others also not forgive us and mitigate our entry into heaven or into the kingdom of God? Alright, that sin is different from the sin of not receiving the Father. I, I was teaching the other day and I was telling that the only sin that will prevent you from entering into heaven is the sin of not receiving the Father, the sin of blasphemy, of saying that there is no God, of saying that there is no Jesus. Are we okay? Mm-hmm. So the reason why you enter, the primary reason why you enter heaven is simply because you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. You believe Him and you confess Him as your Lord and personal Savior. That is the only reason why you enter heaven. But then for you to have victory on earth, for you to enjoy your life on earth. Mm. When you walk in sin, and when you have someone in your life who has not forgiven you or you've not forgiven the person, what happens is that the evil spirit now will begin to have the ability to enter your life and worry you and destroy things in your life. For the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. They come in and out. But the Lord says, your temple is a temple of prayer. My house shall be a house of prayer, not a house of a dean of thieves. But then because of sin and unforgiveness, it becomes a house of dean of thieves. Evil spirits are able to come and steal anything they want in your life and go on earth. 
But in heaven, you will enter. Mm. But your life on earth will not be peaceful. Mm. So if I don't forgive you your sin, doesn't mean I won't go to heaven. I will go to heaven. If you and I have malice, mm. we will go to heaven. Mm. But then we will not enjoy earth here. Mm. We will have problems here and there because of unforgiveness. Are we okay? So because of unforgiveness on earth here between our fellow brother and sister, we will not enjoy earth. We will not enjoy earth. But then we will go to heaven. Then again, when we go to heaven, there are, are ranks, there are crown of lives, there are rewards. Your reward will be different from me. Because I learned how to forgive. But you did not learn how to forgive. Even in heaven, you, you, you even enter heaven with Aka. You enter heaven with grudge. Your mother is fighting with someone, you are also fighting with the person. Your friend is fighting with this one, you to the person has become your enemy. Inheritance. That's of inheritance, what is it? <laughs> you know, but <laughs> all these things give us peace. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> so someone will tell you, me in our own way, me in your fine, I'm not finding your fine. No. <laughs> so you, you go and do something, you are not fine with the person because only, only in that for no. Only, only in your fine. No. That thing worries you on head. Now you are going to, then you do that. You are coming to church, sir. you meet someone that you know, but you are a person have an issue. You bypass the person, you didn't even mind the person, he came to church. You come and you father and worship you on TV now. So he, so he said that if you come to my temple and have an issue with someone mm. and you even give your offering, drop it, go back to the person, go and solve the issue and come back with a new offering. Because the offering you are giving, they won't even receive it. Mm. It's wasted. So you have brought me someone, you've not sorted it out, and you're in church doing, ah, but Father, we lift up our holy hands to you. I surrender. You're not surrendering anything, you are lying to the Father. So whilst everyone's phone is going, your phone is not going. Because you are living in this city. We shall worship him in truth and in spirit. Not only in spirit, but what? In truth. But at that moment, you are lying. You are not having anything to the Father. You are having grudge with someone. You are fighting with someone in the church. You say, Father, I surrender all to you. I'm going to be in truth and spirit. No, it's not going anywhere. And go, baby. And through roof, Dimpo. Are we okay? That's why Spirit said when they were in the upper room, when they were in unity, when they had one mind, then the Spirit of God came. So where, where, where there is strife, there is division, God cannot move. Because it must be in truth and in spirit. So not only the church, outside the church, we must learn how to forgive. Because definitely someone will step on your toes. But you must learn how to deal with it. Then there is one favorite verse in the book of Romans I like so much, and I walk by it. In the book of Romans chapter 12, the verse 18, it says, possible, or if it is possible, try to be at peace with all men. Meaning men, men, it's, it's, it's possible, men will wrong you, men will do all sorts of things to you, but the Bible says try to be at peace with all men. Possibly. Possibly, yes. So, you see, definitely, the reason why the scripture says possibly is because some people it is impossible to be at peace with them. Even if you want to be at peace with them, they will not be at peace with you. <laughs> Even if you are going to say I'm sorry, they will still not leave the issue. But for you. But for you, possibly. You, you, for you. So long as it is depends on you. Be other person says, so long as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. But you, eh? Possibly. Be at peace with all men. So, so that in that way, you are not the one at fault now. 
you have sorted it out now. When the enemy is coming to attack any of the two of you, they will not come to you now, they will come to the person. Because for you, you have left the thing. But the person who has not left the thing. There's an exemption here. Are we, are we, okay. So possibly you, 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 live at peace with all men. Some of you say oh, you're forgiving, but then it's still a show. No, that's not forgiveness. That's not forgiveness. Say, oh yeah, when you will be now your example, you will be your example. Now come on, you are here and so she said, unforgiving if I For instance, your exes. So I'm from talking to you right now. And we are talking now, then I give an example of my ex. And I said, this person has done me this, this, this. You two don't, don't work in this way. It's a sign that I still have something within me against the person. I'm not really advising you. I'm advising, but not really advising you. I'm, I'm rendering myself of what the person has done to me. Do you get it? So we have to be able to work in complete forgiveness. Sometimes we are forgiven, but not complete. If it's complete, you will learn how to talk well about others than to tarnish their image. Are we okay? It's different from being careful about someone for what they have done to you before. You don't need to tarnish the image of anyone to be careful about a person. Okay. The Lord has not expect that we would rogue even if someone goes to God against us. So then we come to James chapter 5 verse 16. The book of James chapter 5 verse 16. This is the word of God. Confess to one another. So now he says what? Confess to what? One another. Confess to what? One another. To the pastor? No. To what? One another. One another. Therefore your faults, your slaves, your false steps. So your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your offenses, your sins, your sins, and pray also, and pray also for one another. So he didn't say just confess them, but when the sin is being confessed, now pray for one another, restore them. You who are God, that you may be healed. You may be healed and restored. So another way to get healed from offense is to talk to one another. Mm-hmm. We will not be okay. We can lie to our each other that we are okay because person But no, nah, that is why we will use you as an example somewhere. Because you can't want here. Uh-huh. For what another that you may be healed. That you may be healed and restored. And restored to a spiritual tone of mind mm-hmm. and heart. Mm-hmm. A tone of mind and heart. Mind and heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. The earnest, mm-hmm. heartfelt, mm-hmm. continued mm-hmm. prayer of a righteous man mm-hmm. makes tremendous power available. So, one of you can, you can pause there. When the mind is sorted out, the heart is sorted out, there is healing. Mm-hmm. Then you can be able to pray. And that prayer becomes a fervent prayer. And then it makes tremendous power available. When you walk in unforgiveness, you can't make power available to change things. You will pray and pray and pray because the enemy will keep buffeting you. Are we okay? You are walking in sin. You pray and pray and pray. It will not make any tremendous power available. The sin will prevent what you are praying for until you begin to walk in forgiveness. He says, when you and I confess our sins to one another, we talk about our faults, our offenses, what happens is that we become healed. 
and that we are restored to the way we used to be, to the way we were spiritually. Our mind, our heart are now restored, stationed on the Father. But when we are not walking in forgiveness, we do not have healing. Our minds are not stationed properly. Our hearts are wrong. We are not restored spiritually. So when we walk in unforgiveness, there is a way we come down spiritually. And when we begin to walk in forgiveness now, we are restored to that spiritual pedestal. But when we don't walk in it, we are down. So if you are a man of God, you are a child of God, you are a member, whichever way you classify yourself, when you don't forgive people, you come down. Not me, stranger. But when you forgive them, you gain that healing, that restoration. So we get to know, we can confess our sins to the Father. We can also confess our sins to our pastors. And then we can confess our sins to each other. Not to judge each other. Not to condemn each other. But to restore. Are we okay? So as Brother Devan was asking, people are unable to talk to each other because instead of them being restored, they are being condemned. So, um, there is this program that goes on lately. Um, a man of God has a program that he does on YouTube, Secret TV, where people come to share their stories and what they have gone through. And we've had bizarre stuff. But one thing we see the man of God do is that after people have spoken, he chastises the people who have come to share their secrets with him. And he blames them and shouts and says some things. One or the other is no wrong, but it's wrong. Because that thing becomes a condemnation. There is a way to tell people when they are wrong. Uh, but there is a way when you begin to tell them in a particular tone, now it becomes condemnation. Are we okay? So what he has been doing is helping some people, but then the condemnation comes in. And sometimes also, I understand him in some point because sometimes people will come and they are giving their secret, but they are lying inside to play the victim. And because we are men of God, we have the ability to, to descend and to know who is lying and whatever. So we don't hear one can hear, hear my worship. Where you wait for me? We know they are lying. They are covering up some things to play victim. And then you catch them. So what, that one, it arouses some kind of emotions here and there. And we tell them, hey, if you're talking to me, talk. Then he begins to talk like that. But then again, when people come to you to share their secret with you, what you are supposed to do is not to condemn, but to restore. Not to go and share their secret here and there. We eat, we eat, we cry, we cry, we cry, we cry, So for you, we cry, so for you, we cry. Remember, we just play the Quran Bible. No, pastor, we cry, No, we cry, we cry. Sometimes I send and so no do a jumbo or be strong with jumbo or times anyone. Only me will be here. I says we should restore. 
Restore. So when we're, the meeting we were having last week, what we're doing was to restore. We're doing that to restore. But then, so we confess the sins to one another and we restore. Okay. What do you do when you offend each other? When people offend you, what do you do? How many relationships, not boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband, wife, how many relationships, friendship, any friendship, how many of them have you been able to restore? How many people have you done, uh, how do you call it, aka, aka with? You've held grudges with. How many people are you not talking to? How many people have you blocked? Which are not guys per se who are worrying you to date you? How many people have you done aka with that you blocked? How many people have you met on your status? <laughs> How many? You see, you see, we are all falling corporate to get one by one. So some of us say, well, we don't block. But we meet. Because we'll be ashamed to miss me, she's not my new team. At least we are said. We are in Wayne TV. We are ashamed to scrap or comment too much. We are ashamed to yeah, yeah. We do all those things, but then when the person commented one way or the other, innocently or not innocently, was trying to restore you and to remind you that Ali, you are a spiritual person. You can't do this, not even in public. But then you took offense. So we said, "Ma, we shall not move him. We shall not move That kind of stuff. Some of us even block you. You even mute your pastors. Hey, I'm with yeah, some people have done so. Some people have done so. But then, for me, I don't mind. But then, it is about your spiritual state. So if you, you are about to post something, you know what you are about to post, then you begin to mute me people you don't want them to see. Who we are now unmuting. For what reason? Then you and someone have an issue. And what you do is that you go and stand on social media and begin to talk about the issue. Your status, everyone will know you are having an issue. But scripture says, talk to one another and restore, heal. But then we don't talk to one another, we talk on our status. That's not what God told us. Talking on your status is not one another. We are not talking to one another. What we are doing is aggravating the issue. It's not solving any problem. So I tell people, whether you have a relationship issue, marital issue, friendship issue, don't go and post anything about it on your status. Talk to the person. And for all of you, you know, if you do something, me, I'll call you. No matter how you are, we will call you, we will have a meeting. You better catch it up. We better find out how far. We one day. But one thing is that I have done what is right to call you and talk to you. So at the end of the day, no one can perfect me. Are we okay? Then again, scripture says in the book of First um, Timothy, is it chapter 3 or yeah, chapter 3 or chapter 5? Check it for me, verse 1. That was it. Do not rebuke a father. Instead, instead, talk to them in a fatherly manner. Sometimes you want to restore issues, but sometimes no. Okay, we are to assemble no. Ain't me man assemble very restored. The best thing assemble cry. First Timothy chapter five, verse one. All right. Says, do not sharply and. Censure. Mm-hmm. Do not sharply censure or look at older man. Okay. So, I have to say, or a father. Yes. So, he said, you, you can talk to a father, but don't do it sharply. Mm-hmm. In a, uh-huh. 
He said that if anyone says you have not sinned, you are lying. You have become a liar. But then, if you are able to confess your sins, He, God, is faithful and that He is just to forgive you, not of one sin, of all your sins. Of all your sins. He is just, He is faithful. But all you need to do is to what? Confess it. His forgiveness is complete and it is everlasting. But we don't do it. We don't ask forgiveness of sin. As I've said, the other time when I was preaching on science, that we come to church and we are unable to pray for forgiveness of sin anymore. We are praying for car. We are praying for house. We are praying for marriage. We are praying for protection. And the prayer of forgiveness of sin has, has been eradicated from the church. It is out of the church. And people go and sin and come and they are just in a praying. And they don't see results. Not because they didn't pray well, but because their sin is preventing that answer. Mm. One of God, why is God asking us to ask forgiveness of sin? Number one, it is because when we walk in sin or we have not been forgiven of our sin, it attracts unnecessary battles. Second Chronicles 12, verse 2. Second Chronicles 12, verse 2. We attract unnecessary battles when we don't receive forgiveness or don't forgive others their sins. Can you read for me, please? Chronicles chapter 12, verse 2. And in the fifth year of King Joab, because they have transgressed and been unfaithful to the Lord. So, because they have, a king has transgressed and not been faithful to the Father, he has not obeyed. What did the Father do? The king of Egypt came up against Jerusalem. With 1,200 chariots mm-hmm. and 60,000 horsemen, mm-hmm. and the people were without number mm-hmm. who came with him from Egypt. Mm-hmm. The Levites mm-hmm. shook him and Ethiopia, mm-hmm. and he took the fortified cities of Judah mm-hmm. and came unto Jerusalem. You want to go in and there? So, because of the sins of this king, the king of Egypt came against them and took their city. The city was called a fortified city. The city of Judah was fortified. But because of their sins, these people were able to breach into their city and take their fortified city because of sin. A battle was attracted. And not only battle, but they were overpowered. And the city was taken by their enemy. When we live in sin and don't ask forgiveness of sin, and maybe why you're born in there? Not a woman who transcends and they will sorry, that's not a vampire. No, within that time, anything can happen. Oh, you're born here, Sre Boniface, there and there. But Boniface is different from repentance. If God is forgiving your sins, or forgiveness of sin is that I have done something and God has forgiven me. But repentance is that I will not do this thing again. There are two different things. You can, your sins can be forgiving you and you still not walk in repentance. Today you can sin and to be forgiving you. Not Chinawako yet. Not the father from Bonichemi. From Bonichemi. Because in the Uncle's right now I perform. Now I start restoring. Now I start perform. Uni. What you said. I up and down. But then when you are walking in repentance, Uncle's right now I perform. Now I start restoring. Uncle's right. Because now your sins have been forgiven you and you are walking in repentance. 
This person was, was working insane, and as a result of that, battles were attracted, and the city was taken. The book of Hosea, chapter 8, verse 3. Hosea 8, verse 3. The enemy can be able to pursue you because you walk in sin and not in forgiveness. So because they have rejected the good which God has purposed for them, the Lord says the enemy will pursue them. Because they have rejected the forgiveness of God, the Lord says the enemy will pursue them. So, so Paul said, sin is desiring to have you. Sin is pursuing you. Mm-hmm. Paul said again, time and again I wanted to come to you and release unto you spiritual blessings. But the devil hindered me, but Satan hindered me. So into Obonity, Satan is able to hinder the man of God from coming to bless you. And to also for not me, Pastor Dinizar to snow shall. But something is preventing him from blessing you. So he's supposed to, he's heard your name in prayer. He's praying. He's heard your name. He's supposed to pray for you. But something crosses his mind and makes him pray for someone else but not you. Because of your sins. It causes the enemy to pursue you. These sins causes your, the enemy to what? To pursue you. And so it is key for us to walk in forgiveness of sins. Alright. Sin also, when we have not received forgiveness of sin, sin is able to bring calamity and doom upon our life. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 4, verse 8. Verse 18. Jeremiah, chapter 4, verse 18. We are wrapping up. Jeremiah, chapter 4, verse 18. Your ways and your doings have brought these things upon you. So your ways and your doings has brought these things. So some things can come upon you, not because of anything, it's because of your ways and your doings. And this is your calamity and doom. Surely it is bitter, for surely it reaches your very heart. For surely it reaches your very so broken heart. <laughs> it is your ways and your doing. It's not supposed to happen. But because of some doings of yours, it gives the enemy access into the relationship, into the marriage, and then it reaches your very heart. But we don't know. What would do that the person is not good? But sometimes it's not even about the person. It's about us. What we do that prevented some things. Are we okay? And then, sometimes the Arabian crumble. Do we understand here that you see, when you are going through some problems, before you deal with the armor of God and you begin to wage warfare, pray for forgiveness of sins. Thank God first, then ask Him for forgiveness of sins before you enter into warfare. Are we here? And on the disciples, the moon, and now. Obia, while possessed of demonic spirit, almost a month ago, a month ago, the river, a month ago, the demon no go there, go on. But a month, a month yet clean. So the demon had access to be able to sweep them. They are disciples of Jesus, so. Only a pastors, only a God's generals, only a citizens of the church. But demon only go on one left, right, center. 
why they were walking in sin. Are we okay? Their state of mind was not complete. Sure, disciples know. Obi Baba and now Pastor know. And now Jesus Christ, not the perfume about. No, I'm going to say, so the disciples will say, Jai, Jai, Jai. Now, when all your present with my tomato, it's kind of brass over there. It's too expensive. Oh, there is your casa. Yeah, Jane, it's not renewed. Now, Obi took correction. Maybe, yeah, yeah. When we're raising funds for the church building, Obi, my thank you. Is he? Two were thinking, I don't know. So already, someone see the woman in your mind. No, you are already condemning it. Who you are born in? No, but only more. Who can say it? I mean, but how do you say all the other people? Eh? Obi Masie. Now that you are going to say, "Oh, you are going to cry," you are going to cry. Who you are born in? But how do you say maybe just normal talks and focus our sorry. But you are born in our way. Lastly, Jeremiah 18, verse 8. When we walk in sin, it attracts not only evil spirit, but it attracts God's wrath. Mm-hmm. But when we walk in forgiveness of sin, it repels the wrath of God. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 8. And if the people of that nation concerning which I have spoken turn for their evil. So God has spoken that he was going to destroy them. But he said that if they turn from the evil, if they receive forgiveness of sins and they walk in repentance, I will relent and reverse my decision concerning He will relent evil. and now reverse his decision to destroy them. Mm-hmm. Concerning the evil that I thought to do to them. Mm-hmm. So they were supposed to have been destroyed. Calamity was supposed to have come to them. They were supposed to walk in a certain level of sickness. But the Lord says, because they receive forgiveness of sins and they turn away from their ways, they walk in repentance, mm. I, the Lord, will not destroy them again. I will change from what I said I will do to them. Mm. That is why forgiveness of sin is very key. And that's why we are in the amount of new beginnings. It is key for us to begin new in the Lord. It is key for us to tell Father, I know I have wronged you here and there. It may seem normal in this youthful dispensation, but I know I have wronged you. Forgive me, Father. When we say this prayer, as simple as it may be, it will turn us from a lot of ways. It will break certain altars that seeds cannot break. It will break certain altars that prayer of warfare cannot break. A simple prayer of forgiveness can change the circumstances of our life. A man who was paralyzed could now walk because there was, he was told, and your sins be forgiven you. Mm. Let's read this last scripture, Isaiah 43, verse um, 3, verse 1 to 3. All right. Are you a man of God? You let's do let's do three to four, and then let's close. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt to the Babylonians, and for the ransom, Ethiopia and Seba. Listen, there were people that were supposed to have died in this war, in this battle. But God is saying he's going to give these people for you as a ransom. Instead of you dying, they will die in your place. Listen to it carefully. Instead of you dying, they will die in your place. Instead of you being destroyed, they will be destroyed in your place. That's why when you are being there, say, man, I was saying I won't solve you. So, if possible, you solve it. And then, sir, say, be bad. Who not be a ransom? No? Do you get it? Who not be a ransom? No? And now, you move on. For your ransom, mm-hmm. 
Ethiopia and Seba, the province of Ethiopia, in exchange for your release. For in exchange for your release. So you are in chains, you are bound. But these people are going to be in chains on your behalf. Who as I say won't go prison. But now maybe it's my phobia amana ako prison on your behalf. Uh, <laughs> when the body know that because you have forgiveness of sin, but they never show we are counting. Do you do you hear many stories that people have been jailed, but they're not supposed to even be in jail? And then when they come out, they are compensated. So first of all, God says he has nothing to do with sin. When you walk in sin, you are an enemy to him because the world is an enemy to God. Mm. But when you become precious to God, it means that you are walking in repentance, you are walking in forgiveness of sin. And because you have become precious to him, what did he say? Become precious in my sight and mm-hmm. honor. Mm-hmm. And because I love you, mm-hmm. I will give men in return for you. I will give men in return for you. Oh, what bad that was on one who in your return? And people in exchange for your life. And people in exchange for your life. It's not, it's not, baby, she's here. Hmm. Uh, the whole shop were burning. People's shop were burning. His own did not burn. So he took us there to go and watch. By his shop, next by his shop, a shop burnt, but his own did not burn. Hmm. Not that fire service came to quench the fire. Uh, <laughs> Someone's shop was used as a ransom for him. coincidence. <laughs> So it means that for God, an unbeliever can die in your place. Mm. If a sickness is coming, someone, if a sickness as an arrow has been shot to your family, you as a Christian will not get sick. Someone who's not a Christian who doesn't believe in God will get sick in your place. Mm. Uh, 